hello guys welcome back to another episode of the road to somewhere today's episode i have a very 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 special guest it's my really new new mate but very close mate hey hey guys <laughs> so um i thought that today would be a really good episode i mean today today's episode is going to be really good because I thought maybe I should do something special, something new. So I invited Haley on, who also has a has a podcast herself. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yes. So um, my podcast is very new as well. It's called The Journey to Self-Acceptance. And we get very raw and honest about self-growth and kind of learning how to ground yourself within accepting that you know there's certain traumas that have happened in your past but that doesn't stop you from accomplishing who you're meant to be so we kind of dive more into you know my past experiences my past challenges um the things I learned the things I'm learning and kind of go on a journey you know of self-acceptance within ourselves and just trying to make ourselves be the best versions that we can be and and i i love that because uh um i mean me and you have talked about this uh when we're together alone all the time all the time <laughs> that um how similar our podcasts are in the way that you know we're really trying to make a difference for other people not just ourselves because i know i don't know if you feel like this but for the podcast for me it's kind of like a self-healing type of like i feel like i'm doing my part to heal that part of me that is i've quite... always loved you know expressing myself Mm -hmm. whether that's in a negative or positive way we will dive into that later on today but um (laughs) it's very kind of um it's a nice feeling let's just say that being able to um share my thoughts my feelings with other people and kind of in return get that sense of wow i feel the same as you yeah wow I completely understand you because a lot of the time you know we feel crazy we feel like Mm -hmm. we're Mm -hmm. so different to other people Mm -hmm. that our experiences are just out of this world and no one else will understand it but the reality is we're all living similar experiences maybe at different points in our time maybe differently but you know in the end we're all going through similar things i i completely relate to that i know the reason that i have the road to somewhere podcast is because you know i feel like there's a lot of confusion and kind of unanswered questions out there in terms of our that our generation has and there's nowhere to get that those answers and that support and uh, so guys, so now that you know a bit about Hadia and her podcast, her amazing podcast, you should definitely, 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 definitely check it out. Um, today I'm going to be asking Hadia some questions, just introducing herself, because she is this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person who has so much light and love and so much energy to bring into this world. And I know that so many of you, in terms of my audience, would just love that and just thrive off some of her advice. So Hadia let's get straight into the question let's get into it uh so question number one for you uh by the way guys i have not seen these questions so So she has no idea what i'm about to ask her at all uh so (laughs) question number one um what's the challenge that has kind of shaped and molded you 
into the individual that you are today oh that's a good one <laughs> we're going straight into, straight into it. it i thought we would have a little bit of a start up <laughs> but you know we're going straight into the deep end um i mean if i'm gonna be honest there's been a lot of challenges you know that i've gone through i'm going through and will go through and yeah. that's something you have to learn to accept but part of life yeah i think the one thing that has been challenging and it still feels like a challenge some days and trigger warning right now i will be talking about eating disorder disordered eating and kind of um, body dysmorphia so if this triggers you in any way then feel free to you know skip past this part or just listen to another episode um because obviously i don't want my experiences to kind of trigger you guys or make you feel some type of way so if you feel like you're not ready for this then just feel free to skip we'll understand but um i think my eating disorder was um a big stepping stone for Mm -hmm. me in the sense that you know i never really thought i'd get there and i think the moment i had that breakthrough realization Mm -hmm. that oh my god what have I done to myself it was really difficult to understand why or how because you know I've always been a perfectionist I've always been very active you know um since being as young as four I've always been very into like working out and sports and you know in school I used to do all sorts of sports I used to do dance cheerleading just everything you can imagine karate since I was four and you really were that perfect child in a way yeah yeah. and I never really thought that there would come a day where I would take it too far Mm -hmm. so you know we talk a lot about coping mechanisms when Mm -hmm. you and I are alone and um Mm -hmm. sometimes they can be good coping mechanisms sometimes they could be really bad coping mechanisms And I think I always had this pressure on myself to be the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when things would go wrong in life, which is completely normal, I would blame that on myself and kind of take that pain out on myself. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with um, the first eating disorder, which was orthorexia. For any of you that don't know, that's um, over-exercising, under-eating, being obsessed with, you know, healthy foods. And I'm putting those in, like... The spectrum. Yeah, because yeah. healthy foods, like, there's no healthy food, you know. There's, every food is good for you in moderation, right? So, you should not be labelling these foods good and bad because, obviously, it will cause you to spiral. And um, I, whenever something bad would happen in my life, mm-hmm. I would cope by exercising mm-hmm. or put in... A load of pressure on myself to kind of feel in control when mm-hmm. everything else was oh. out of my control that was the only thing mm-hmm. that was under control that's really crazy because i know um me and hayda we both go to gym together and we make sure that we try and get the most out of it and i i've, I've never knew that you kind of went through that and that's mm. really i'm really grateful that you kind of just expressed that with me in this podcast but yeah go on and um so yeah and you know no one around me ever thought there was a problem mm-hmm. and that is really sad looking back now because obviously as i said the history of me being sporty 
to people around me, I was like, it's normal. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, you know. Um, I used to do these awful things that obviously I'm not going to disclose now just in case it one triggers anyone or mm-hmm. give you guys any ideas. But I used that. to do these awful things to kind of feel like I'm in control to the point where I lost control. Yeah. Wow. And I just lost it all. Mm-hmm everything else was falling apart and I was falling apart as well. So in an effort to kind of control everything, you kind of lost everything. Um, do you know, um, that actually leads me onto my second question. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Is that, what's a way that you kind of dealt with that? Like how did, what was a mechanism that you kind of, what's the thing that made you decide that, you know, I'm going to do this to help this. Like I'm going to take the first couple of steps to to change or to to try and make a change it took a long time for me to come to a realization that what i'm doing is very damaging um people around me kind of um when i was in the deepest of my eating disorder so i went through something very traumatic um during lockdown 2020 and um that then caused me to you know switch it to anorexia and that was purely because you know I lost my appetite um I was in a very depressive state where I didn't get out of bed for weeks I wasn't eating I wasn't drinking I wasn't taking care of myself and like simple tasks like this may sound disgusting but that's the truth about mental health is that simple tasks like brushing my teeth and yeah having a shower were really difficult for me and I just wanted the ground to swallow me and um, there was one day when I woke up and I said, right, I can't do this anymore. You know, I need to get up. Life goes on mm-hmm. um, and I have to go with life because I can't just stay in this constant space anymore. And I remember getting up and um, this was the moment that I realised I'm shaking while I'm saying this because I'm thinking back now. And it's taken me a lot of time to kind of like be comfortable with sharing this with you guys. And I remember getting up one day and, you know, looking in the mirror. It was um, a hot summer's day and I was in shorts and um, a bra. And and I looked in the mirror and I didn't see myself anymore. That was the day when I finally, you know, realised that I'm not myself. And it caused me to spiral a lot. Um, again with the perfectionism I started blaming myself like how could I not have realised this before like how did I let myself get to this point you know exercising and healthy eating has always been so like controlled in my life to the point where like I wasn't even thinking about it it was just my normal it was just your normal yeah, routine it was just my normal yeah. routine Yeah. and it was like how did I let myself get to this point so fast forward you know um, even after the realisation um, I started ha- like hating myself more and um, I carried on that obsessive toxicness um, for a good while until I ended up in hospital. Wow. Um, now that I think about it, I could have avoided it if I only, you know... I think that type of um, idea that you could have avoided it blames yourself too much I don't know. Like yeah. you went through a lot and you still are going through a lot and I feel like that type of idea that like you could have avoided it yeah. it just creates an idea that it's your fault and I just want to clarify that isn't 
on you like everything that happened I know there's just still days when you like you know when you feel like that yeah and that's completely normal and I let myself feel like that and then once I you know allow myself to let it out I always say like it's not your fault but um so I ended up in hospital long story short um and you know they'd done loads of tests on me and they basically said um if you don't gain weight you'll die um, that was very difficult for me because doctors are usually there to be reassuring supportive and supportive. And you kind of see them as this, you know, I'm going to help you, the saviour idea, yeah, yeah, ideology, yeah. But they said, there's only so much we can do, you need to help yourself. Mm-hmm. And like I said in one of my podcast episodes, in the end, you only have yourself, you know. You may have so many people around you, your family, your friends, you know, your partner, your dog, whatever, but you are born alone and you die alone and I think that was very um quite refreshing to hear that you know you're there for yourself I'm there for myself so you could say that in a way that the thing that really helped you out of that horrible phase that you went through is that idea that you have to be there for yourself and I just want to let everybody know that you know constantly checking in with yourself and just making sure that you yourself are okay is an amazing way to kind of prevent these this this horrible and sometimes unpreventable things for example Hayley she couldn't have told herself you couldn't have said to yourself however long ago it was that this was going to happen no you couldn't have expected it no 100% so I just want to say to everybody that it's such an essential part of life to just kind of check in with yourself and thank you so much Hadia for sharing that story with us and that you know experience um something that I know that maybe that you um also experience as well in terms of our pod like our podcasts are quite dedicated to teenagers and young adults uh I just wanted to ask how did your parents kind of deal with that type of experience that was going on in your life and how did they react to it and you know obviously immigrant parents they are quite very they're not quite sympathetic and they're very disconnected from their emotions I know my parents are like that anyways and uh could you just give us a bit of an idea of how that was and how you kind of also dealt with that in a negative or positive way oh immigrant parents are a lot (laughs) i love them with all my heart but you know the pressure they put on you um and that's no fault of their own you know they were in their own country suffering and not having the opportunities that we have and they worked so hard i know my parents for example have worked so hard to get us to this country you know escape the struggle that happened in our old country you know it's very underdeveloped and stuff and you were never able to thrive in that country um and moving here it was like wow I need to repay you mm-hmm. for giving me this chance yeah. I think a lot of uh parents feel like that don't think that you know their child because they've because the kind of thought they have is because you have a better life than me because I've brought on you into this developed country because I've brought on you I've given you a house and a shelter and food you are in debt to me and I know that you know this now uh, that that's a basic parent you know thing 
and providing you with shelter and love and you know food is a basic thing a parent should do and a child should never feel like they have to repay their parents for that obviously there is respect and there is you know respecting your parents and whatnot but the idea that I owe my parents for them taking care of me is an idea that is completely completely absurd I think they've always projected their Mm -hmm. own childhood trauma on me Mm. um, without even realising, you know, I love my parents a bit and I know for a fact that they, their intention was never to hurt me or put this pressure on me and, you know, because they couldn't do the things that I can myself, they kind of pushed their wishes onto me Mm -hmm. and bombarded me with these, like... Crazy ideas. Crazy ideas. Crazy, you know, uh, expectations. Expectations of always being the best version of yourself. One thing is education. Like, you know, in their eyes, it was like... It's a miracle to have that. You're smart. The ideal route is for you to go, you know, uni. We've um, saved up loads of money to give you this, like, mm-hmm. foundation. This, again, this idea that you need to repay them. Now yeah. go and make us proud. And that idea of make us proud... Am I making you proud or am I making myself proud? And I think I need to um, make myself proud. Am I neglecting me, me and only thinking about you? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for a very long time, I know you may feel the same and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, oh, yeah. but um, it gets so rooted into you mm-hmm. that you need to be this, like, very mm-hmm. educational um university yep. rooted person that you convince yourself that that's what you want to do but yes, in reality yes. it really isn't yes 100% um you know recently um I've kind of made the decision that I don't want to go to uni and when I told my parents about it and this again this is not me blaming them this is not me you kind of like kind of persecuting them because I I completely understand that they have their own expectations for me as their child but just because I have they have those expectations doesn't mean I have to necessarily you know achieve it if I don't if I don't want to um when I told my parents that I didn't want to go to uni um it was a very like disrespectful thing and a disrespectful kind of idea to them. Now they're more open to it, and but they still are quite hesitant, and that's completely understandable. Um, and that just kind of reminded me of something that you showed me recently, a couple of days ago, which was got it on my phone here, which was a uh, was it a, a video, and it was a quote, and it says uh, a therapist told me once that your parents didn't wake up and think of ways to damage and hurt you they did the best they possibly could but didn't know it was the wrong way hearing that allowed me to open up and start forgiving and you know i think me and you talk about this a lot the idea that you know our parents did the best they could they did the best they could and they still are and sometimes it's just a crazy thing and a horrible thing that they kind of project onto us but that kind of idea that like they they think this is right and i can't persecute them for the rest of my life for it and they've suffered something probably a lot worse than than i am right now because obviously our parents you know I, i know that when i say this i mean is my parents do love me but sometimes the things they say and the actions um don't represent the idea i have of love I mean, me and you have spoken about this. 
um, our parents sometimes confuse because they are immigrants because they come from this undeveloped country this idea that you know money education is so such a big aspect they kind of confuse materialistic things with actual love the love that you know we kind of need yeah. as children growing up in this in, in in the society that we're growing up today where we're learning crazy new things we're seeing things that are happening all the time and i mean it's it's it, it's just it's, it's it hurts it hurts it hurts a yeah. lot and it takes a lot of courage and energy and and just dedication to believe that they're doing it for the best I think going back to um, your question with how did my parents deal with my uh, past eating disorder? Yeah. Um, they weren't supportive. No. Um, in the sense that in their eyes, they didn't believe that this could happen. They were like, yeah, like, um, this is who you are. You just maybe took it too far, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in school one day and... Um, running into the toilet and crying my eyes out and I think I called my mum and I said mum I'm not going to be able to have kids I'm never going to be able to feel having my own child you know I destroyed myself so much that I'm now destroying my future my future um, and I think that's the point where, you know, she sat me down and she said, you know, it's okay, like, it's fine. But they were never able to understand the severity of it. I think because them themselves, when they were kids, the idea that, you know, a child has an emotion or, you know, a belief that is challenges theirs, the adults in any ways, is not accepted. It's not even acknowledged in any way. And I think... My dad, for example, you know, I love him a lot, but um, he's very athletic and sometimes he will make these comments mm-hmm. and say, like, oh, don't you miss your old body, um, the underweight body, um, because, you know, he's a runner and runners are very lean. Mm-hmm. Runners are very, you know... Quite athletic, yeah, and... and ideal athletic body whereas yeah. i don't want that body i want muscle you know this i want them projecting that yeah. type of trauma onto you again yeah and um you know he'll say those things and then again that body dysmorphia comes in where mm-hmm. i'll see myself larger than i actually am i'll see myself you know worse than i was and again i still struggle with it um I wouldn't say I'm recovered completely. I'm on the road to recovery. And I'm so, so proud and grateful that you are taking those steps. But there's still days, there's still times where I really do struggle. Some days more than others. I think what I've realised within myself is whenever something bad happens, um, then that's when I project that pain Mm -hmm. the most. And that's when it comes back. Whereas when good things are happening, you know, kind of like just not forget it but you kind of stay in touch with that but you don't acknowledge it to the extent that you do i feel like when negative things happen though we we have this i know i get this from my parents this idea that everything's bad 
we kind of forget about all the positive and we forget about all the amazing things that are happening in our lives right now and because this one aspect of our life is negative we kind of go in a spiral again and um i just wanted to ask one more couple questions just to you know uh um so as everybody knows Haiti has a podcast and please guys check it out take a take a take a listen to it it's amazing it's so inspirational and i'm so grateful that you know uh i've listened to every episode and honestly almost cried in some of them <laughs> and have cried in one of them Aww. and um it's just it's such a heat it's such a relatable you know i think our podcasts are so similar but yeah. so different at the same yeah, time exactly so like we talk about similar but different things mm-hmm. um you focus more on the you know the challenges that teenagers and young mm. adults face and i kind of um put those challenges into perspective perspective yes and say you know what happens yeah so you establish those mm-hmm. things and i kind of dive even deeper, deeper into those yeah and 100%. i just say we complement each other yeah we do <laughs> um so in light of that uh the last question what is a way you think you're making a change? Because I know, you know, I, I've, I've spoken to Haiti uh, about, you know, your just amazing personality and your amazing energy that you project out into the world and, you know, how much of a change it's made in my life. And I know you have some type of idea of how to change other things, other people and for the better. So how do you think you're making a change? I always knew I'm going to make a difference to the world. Um, I always knew within myself, even from a really young age, I used to always have this, you know, this massive character within me. I was always very confident, you know. um, I would project myself a lot and um, I knew that these qualities can be put into something amazing. Um, And they are. They, they have been put at the same time the challenges that I went through and I'm going through um, I always knew that by expressing it and by talking about it I may be able to help people you know even if it's one person even if it's more than one or even if it's just myself um, in some way I'm always helping and supporting and I think um I have a lot of plans for the future. We, you and I, always talk. We, about this. we do. <laughs> we have so many things coming up. And new projects, that, new just everything. Everything, yeah. and that can get quite overwhelming. But yeah. it's so exciting. I'm so excited for, you know, realizing within myself exactly what I'm capable yes, of. Yes, yes, hundred percent. I know how much I'm capable of, but it's like. I can do more. Yes. I think that's when we kind of struggle a bit. I mean, we were talking about this recently. Is that, you know, we have so much. We always like, want more. We we have this... Uh, me and Hayden, we, we talked about this recently. And it was um, the idea that we can do so much more. And, you know, we can bring in so many different aspects of positivity into other people's lives, into our own lives. And it doesn't get overwhelming like 100% because um, we've got so many new things coming so up many, so many new things and whenever we achieve these new things we always another want more another new thing comes we up we always want more 
I, I think I think that's something that me and you definitely need to work on. Work on, yeah. yeah. It's the idea. When does it get enough? When does it? No, I don't think it ever will though. Um, just grounding it again. Yeah. I think that there will always be another level, and there's gonna have to be though that balance between, definitely. you know, I am doing the best I can, and there's another level, and I'll reach that in my own time. And, you know, for example, I never knew last... Well, I did know last year, but at the beginning of last year that I was going to release a podcast episode or a podcast in general. But I knew that I was going to make a change. Me too. Um, podcast was definitely one of my options for years and I've talked about this. Yes, um, yeah. Actually, guys, if you don't know, Isabella <laughs> was the person that kind of um, gave me that push without her even realising to um, kind of take that step because you know i I always say this um the hardest part is starting Mm -hmm. and i did it and you know it feels so refreshing um talking about you know my issues my challenges and my experiences and like getting that energy back you know for people to say oh like this is really helpful Mm -hmm. um your voice is so relaxing or <laughs> I feel so, you know... At peace. At peace, relatable. Like, it just makes me feel that comfort that I never felt. Yeah. I know when I... Um, so, when I released the released the podcast, the first podcast episode, Haley and I actually never spoke about... We had no... We, we weren't really close back then. No. I mean, so Haley and I worked in the same place beforehand. This is how we know each other. And... Um, when I released it, she sent me a message and she said, uh, uh, I just want to, yeah, I was going to try to see if I can get up now. <laughs> I just want to say, like, I'm so happy because uh, something along the lines that you wanted to start your own podcast. And I know I read that message and I was like, wow, that's why I do it. The fact that um, I could have helped someone, not made that person do that, but just help them in general. Do you have the uh, yes. the message? Yes. So it says, <laughs> um, listening to your podcast has made me build up the courage to release mine. I have been recording and planning a podcast for two years, but have never had the courage to go somewhere with it. I think it was mainly because I was so terrified of putting my voice out there and just being raw and honest. Mine is basically about growing up as an immigrant in such a judgmental country and eating disorder recovery. But you don't understand how much your podcast gives me peace and finding someone with such a similar mentality to me gives me that sense of, wow, someone really gets me. So thank you for that. And honestly, I think I teared up. I started tearing up when I read that message because it just, I'm going to tear up now. It just, it just, it just kind of, it just kind of, it already, it, it confirmed a belief I already had, which was, I can help other people and that message in the first podcast episode was such a relief and I'm forever forever ever grateful that you said it I'm glad I helped in the same way that you helped me um I feel like we haven't known each other for so long, but it always been, feels like... It's been, we've what, known two, each three other. months? <laughs> Our whole lives, like, it was, like, an instant click. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, when you, when you, I, I think you told me recently, when you first met me, you said, um, you knew that me and you was gonna, gonna go places, gonna yeah. connect in some type of way. 
I think I always, um, I said this to you, I sent another message. <laughs> um, and I was like, I always, you know, pray that I would find someone that yeah. um, has the same mentality as me yeah. and will help me grow and, you know, succeed within my own self while also succeeding themselves. And I, I was just not expecting it to be so... Quick, quick, so, 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 yeah. and, and to such an intensity, I know, as well. I mean, like, if you guys take a please take a listen at um, Hades podcast episodes because you can really see the similarity and the around the same type of mindset. Obviously, me and you are completely different individuals, but in terms of this idea and this belief of growth and change and, and this new idea of new, we relate to that in so many ways, and I think we're very good at not not necessarily correcting each other but like when one of us feels um, sad or you know disconnected um, we're very good at kind of uh, challenging that idea and saying actually you know you're I feeling think... this in the moment but I think yeah. this is not how it is an example today uh, we, we went to the gym together and um, something happens like I got, got a message and uh, then I kind of felt really disconnected and I, I looked at Hayden and I was like, are you feeling disconnected? And she was like, I'm feeling disconnected. And I was like, okay, maybe it's not, maybe let's not overthink Isabella. Maybe it's something else. It's not just that message. And we realized it was actually, we overworked ourselves so much at the gym. We just, we just <laughs> we didn't just have any, to, we didn't have any energy. <laughs> we, we just needed to sit down. We just needed to sit down and eat something. <laughs> so when we finally got some food in our system, I, I like, thought, wow. we was like, wow. That's great right <laughs> yeah, now, guys. I, I definitely shouldn't have overthinked and, you know, went, went into deep into no. that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, coming to the end of this episode now we have very exciting things coming up a yeah. very exciting thing coming up uh hey i would just like to thank you for joining me thank you thank no thank, thank you, you. <laughs> i just want to thank you because no, no seriously thank you so much for joining me on this episode and i know we talked about it for quite a long time about you joining the episode and finally put pen to paper and yeah. actually done it um i know this episode is definitely one of my most you know, deep, intense, and the most yeah, the episode, is, this episode yeah. I feel really connected to in, in, in general. 100%. And I just want to thank you for that. Thank you, guys. Thank you, honestly, so much for this opportunity. We will be um, releasing a podcast on my podcast as well. Yes, we also have um, a episode coming up. For an you. episode coming up. Um, <laughs> so, if you do, you want to say your Instagram, and then I'll say. Yes. Yeah, so Instagram. my Instagram is actually Heidi at Karina. Um, H e d i a, and then Karina. K-A-R-I-N-A. Um, my podcast is called The Journey to Self-Acceptance, so you'll find it on there. Um, my podcast is currently available on Anchor and Spotify. And, you know, I'd really appreciate if um, you guys can give it a listen yeah. and just give me some feedback. Ooh. <laughs> Even message me saying that like, I started listening to it. That would mean the world to me. Uh, and so just a little bit about mine. So, uh podcast uh instagram is the rotor somewhere dot i s is and you know a podcast episode if you guys could give this podcast a little ratings review or just send me and Haley a quick message i just saw 444 that's my number by the way 444 yeah. is my number oh as well. my days that was a high five <laughs> um so if you guys could give our podcasts a review it really does help and it means the world because it shows it shows us that what we're doing is is is, is making a difference and it's, it's making a change in an individual's lives 
So guys, thank you so much for joining me and Hayley today on our episode. And I look forward to seeing you next Sunday. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for being present and for being here.